Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 97. Today we're going to do another Inspired by the Runes series. Um, but before we get into that, let me go ahead and do the station news. So of course, if you want to check out my website, please feel free to do that. And you can find that at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F dot org. You can also find my email address there and um, the podcast, which you should subscribe to the RSS feed. That way you get it every month. Since it is a monthly podcast and it's not changing anytime soon, it's easy to miss it. So just subscribe to the RSS and it will come automatically in your podcast player of choice. I also want to remind people to check out Steve's book. If you have books, rather, plural, if you have not already, and you can find those at Amazon, just search Stephen Oaks. And there are also links in the show notes for you to go there. You can check out my book too. It's also on Amazon. Just search my name and Lightbringer. Okay, um, before, I think that's it for the station news. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. Now, I've been having this series for quite some time now. We're actually about two-thirds of the way done with the runes, a little bit more. And again, this is not a rune study where I go over the meanings of the runes. I kind of did that way back when. Uh, There is an episode where I went over all of the runes. Uh, This is just like things the runes make me think about. I do also go into the meaning of them a little bit because that's necessary. But this isn't necessarily like a deep dive into the runes. I don't know if I'm going to do that at some point in time or not. I sort of want to, but I sort of already did it in that first episode way back when. Um, And I don't know if I have enough to spend an entire hour on each rune. There's enough material to spend an entire hour on each rune. I just don't know if I'm enough of a rune expert for me personally to spend an entire hour talking about each rune. So... I don't know if that's coming. Probably not. Definitely not anytime soon. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to talk about Burkano today, which, I mean, I like all the runes. I often say I really like this rune, but I like all of the runes. They're all important. They all mean different things. But I do like this rune. This is a nice positive rune. Um, We're in Tears At, uh, which has a lot to do with uh, humanity, relationship, society, stuff like that. And this one fits right in. It's it's all about like birth, motherhood. It's also very connected with nature, the laws of nature, the earth. If you think if if you think of like what one single rune embodies the earth and the general sense it would be Burkana. Uh but I think if I had to give it a single word it'd probably be birth. So this is a really important rune about like things being born and also reborn in nature and stuff like that. Uh, comes right after Tiwaz, which is a very masculine rune, and it is a very fem- feminine rune. So those kind of like go together. The like sword and then the birth and um, go together might not be the right word. They like complement each other. You've got like the masculine and feminine aspects, so that's always neat. So, anyway, I'm going to read the rune poems quickly. The Old Norse first. Um, Birch has the greenest leaf of any shrub. Loki was fortunate in his deceit. Um, so that, of course, mentions that, that old tale about uh, Loki. And um, 
birch has the greenest of leaves okay so again connecting it to nature and stuff let's go to the next rune poem because it's very similar the icelandic which is leafy twig and little tree and fresh young shrub again you very much have the idea of trees and fresh young shrub leafy tree very much you've got nature and stuff in here and then finally to the anglo-saxon i'll quickly read which is the poplar bears no fruit yet without seed it brings forth suckers for it is generated from its leaves splendid are its branches and gloriously adorned its lofty crown which reaches to the skies so when you read the rune poems it, there's a very big focus on trees well, leaves are kind of part of trees, but it is a very big focus on like trees and leaves and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like if you read the rune poems, the bigger focus is probably nature. But if you look at it in like how it fits into the rune poems and think about what it means in there, I think birth is also a really big one. Birth and nature are connected, right? But if you're asking, like, is Burkana more a rune of nature or is it more a rune of birth? I think that's a really hard question because the rune poems were definitely talking about, like, trees. And, and I think trees are important because trees gave rise to humanity. If we remember that story back with the Valsapa, where Odin created humanity by finding, um, by finding those two trees and then, like, giving them names or whatever... Uh, there's a whole connection with the creation of humanity tied with trees. So that's, that's something to keep in mind, something important. Um, but yeah, I think if you read the rune poems, it feels like it has more to do with like nature, but in, in the birth part comes out less, but I think that the birth, birth, birth and mother are like really important but you do also have that whole like mother earth type of thing going on with that uh so anyway i'm i'm not going to go deeply into the meaning of it again this is like stuff inspired by the rounds uh i suppose what i will talk about generally is just the idea of um nature i guess nature's one i feel like i've talked about it a lot before um, but I think it's a good thing to talk about just the idea of nature in the general sense of the world, that like general sense of the word, the uh, whole idea that we are surrounded by a natural world and things are alive around us is really cool. And I like to I try to be part of that cycle. You know, um, I think I talked about growing a garden and doing that with the girls because I like them to see that, like, you plant these things and then they grow and be more connected with the natural side of us. Because, like, we all eat. That's the thing that we do. And all the food that we eat is grown. It starts as a seed and then it grows up and then you eat it. But it, it's sort of easy to forget that, especially when you have so much processed food. You're just like, ah, I go to the grocery store to get food, which is true. And then I eat it. But you don't really think about that like connection that you have with the earth because you're not generally speaking growing your own food. Um, so it's kind of fun to do gardens and stuff like that. 
And then it's sort of impressive. This is, I guess, what I'll talk about, how good, like, nature is at it. So, like, if you want to grow a garden or you want to grow a tree, I have trees in my yards, most people do, you literally just dig a hole and throw a plant in there and then it grows. And that's crazy. You don't really have to water it. I think I've watered my garden, like, once this year and it grows. And and I kind of take it for granted until you do something where like you are trying to take a bigger role in making something live um i've because i've had this recently happened recently to me rather as i started like a little bonsai tree which isn't the first time i've done it i've done it a few times and usually they die and this one's dying so like i'm in the process of trying to make it not die because there's a lot you have to do like if you're gonna have a bonsai tree the whole idea is you're not just throwing it in the ground you're throwing it in some sort of soil that that isn't really all that full of nutrients so that you control the nutrients with your fertilizer or whatever and getting the right mix of fertilizer is hard it's you, you can't just like not fertilize it at all or it'll die because it doesn't get any food you have to give it some amount of fertilizer but you can't get it too much fertilizer because then that's not good for it and that'll make it sick i don't know it's too much fertilizer is bad um but then like not enough and it's going to starve and then the same thing with water like you can't just be like i'm going to water it every day because if you don't water it enough then the leaves dry out and it dies right so you're like well i'll just water it every day it'll be fine we can't do that either because apparently the roots rot so you can't overwater a plant or the roots will all rot off and then i'll die you can't underwater it or i'll die uh, but somehow when i just plant a tree in my backyard and it just naturally rains it's that that works like even so it seems so random and so arbitrary as like when it rains and when it doesn't rain it works and it keeps the tree alive now now granted that tree has evolved to live in this area or reasonably this area i'm not planting tropical trees or desert trees in my yard because they wouldn't do so good but i'm planting like juniper trees and they're or there are i think there are some juniper trees in my yard and they're doing fine but my juniper bonsai is like a real struggle so it's sort of interesting to think just how hard it is to replicate what nature does that we take for granted because again you're just like i dig a hole in the dirt and i plop a tree in there that must mean that trees are super hardy but that's not what it means it means that like nature is really good at taking care of quote unquote i know it's not like rationally taking care of but na nature is really good at giving a tree that a place that it's able to live um it, that's just interesting that you have this thing that's so hard to do yourself that nature does effortlessly uh you have the old idea of like that self-sufficient greenhouse as well which I like, you know, if we ever go to space. I like the idea of going to space. Um, so I talk about it a lot. Forgive me. If we ever go to space, though, we're going to need some sort of, like, greenhouse-type thing that recycles its own waste and has an ecosystem that continues going forever. And it's that's really hard to do. It's really hard to get a 100% efficient ecosystem. Like most people, when they're making these self-contained units would really struggle to get 100% effective. But 
the earth is 100% effective. Like there is no outside life coming in to help us work. There are some, there is some amount of outside material coming in with like asteroids or whatever, <coughs> but that's not really what's keeping the planet alive. Ultimately, we're like a self-contained ecosystem, which is so cool that that actually works. Like how does that actually work? That's a pretty impressive. The whole idea of like life in a place hospitable to life is just kind of really neat. I, I really like the idea that we're in this place that is so conducive to life and that life exists here at all. Because when you try to do it on your own, when you try to like keep life alive on your own, it's, it's actually kind of difficult. Now, some people are better at it than others, and I am kind of bad at it. Like, my wife has a plant in the house. She's entirely responsible for watering it and doing everything else, and it's doing fine. It's still alive. It looks nice. She actually has multiple plants in the house, and they're all fine. They're all alive, because she's good at keeping things alive. It is not my forte, so maybe I'm a little biased in that sense. But it, it, it still can be difficult to keep things alive if you do everything. Um, if you have to do right, if you have to get all of its water and nutrients figured out on your own. Like my wife's house plants are in dirt, so at least the nutrients are already there. So it's just the water that she has to worry about. Um, still, I've never kept house plants alive either. I, I always kill them. I'm not good at keeping things alive. I'm not much of a gardener either. Well, my garden's actually done fine because gardens are pretty easy. You just put the plants in the dirt and then it sort of takes care of itself. That's why I like gardens. Uh, but yeah, that whole idea that like th th this plant is going to keep things alive is super cool. And then the idea that there's life at all. Like we still haven't recreated that in the lab with everything that we've done, which is a lot. We haven't created life from scratch. I mean, we've done like experiments to show that like this is probably how life was created or whatever. And, and we've put two kinds of life together in some chimera-like thing. You know, th th there's stories in the science news where we're making like human-mouse hybrids. And that's cool that we can experiment with mouse. It's, it's like four, the mouse is like 4% human now. It's cool that we're smart enough to make chimeras. That's cool. But making a chimera is not the same thing as making a mouse. It's not the same thing as making life. We haven't made a mouse from scratch. We haven't gone in with inorganic materials and come out with like a living, breathing creature. We've never done that. And I don't know, maybe I missed a study, but I feel like I didn't. If I have, please send it to me. I don't think we've ever actually truly created life. We've successfully manipulated life that was already life, and we've successfully like made those building blocks of life and theorized how they turned into life, but we've never like made life. And the fact that it just happened randomly is, it's, it's sort of crazy. Um, so I like that. I like the idea of life and nature and all of that stuff. And like new life being created and whatever process that works. Um, that, that stuff I think is really interesting to me. And I like that it's here in the runes, like uh, the whole creation 
of life and nature thing. So I, I just think that's an important thing to like sit back sometimes and be like, that's really cool. I'm saying like too much. Right? Sorry. But I think it's really important. It's really cool, but it's also really important to just sit back and say the fact that we exist is amazing and not necessarily likely. And that's a good thing. And just appreciate the fact that we are alive. Of course, this is far easier to do when all of your other basic needs are met. If you're hungry or, or not safe, it's very difficult and maybe even unrealistic to do this. But if we are relatively comfortable, we have food and shelter, then I think it's important to sit back and just be like, it, it's really cool that we exist. And we exist rather than not exist. There's no like logical reason for that. It just happens to be the case. It's it's a random chance. Um, that's cool. That's really cool. And I think it's important to like realize that that's cool and think about all the things that made that possible because we would not exist if the earth wasn't here. We would have never come into being in the first place. So it's kind of neat to think about those things that came before us and made it possible for us to exist. So that's really cool. Anyway, that's that. I'm done with that. I wanted to talk about one other thing which is tangentially related to this rune. Um, birth, obviously, generally speaking, that's the idea of like nature and new life and giving birth and stuff like that in that sense. It's also a creative rune, though. The Burkana rune is creative. There's, there's kind of the creating a new idea. Yeah. The birth of a new idea is not really like real birth. I don't want to conflate those two and say they're equal, but they're uh, related at the least. So I want to talk about that for just a moment as well. It is summer now, which is weird because I feel like it should still be spring, but it's not still spring. Spring is generally the time that you like come up with new projects and stuff like that, but the whole like staying at home all the time with the whole quarantine has sort of messed up my schedule of where we are in the year. But it's summer. It's not spring. That said, I always think it's a good idea to like come up with new projects periodically. And I guess like everything, yeah, it's a good idea to like just periodically come up with new projects and be like, what am I working on right now? What is the next like big goal that I'm going to do? I recently finished a project, which is just a silly project that I was doing on my own, but I recently finished a project and now like I'm in that place where I get to decide like what my next big project is going to be. And I'm not exactly sure what it is going to be. I've got a whole list of projects that I want to do. But I have to really decide, like, are these worth the time? Because that's the first thing about a project, right? Like, is this actually worth my time? Or it should be. Sometimes I don't spend enough time on this step. Actually, a lot of times I don't spend enough time on this step, and I work really hard, and when I'm done, I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. It's important to say, first step, is this project worth my time or not? But that's kind of where I am with my project. So this rune is like pertinent to me at the moment. It's like, uh, what is the next project that I'm going to start out? What's the next thing that I really want to make? Um, so it's always fun to be in those like beginning steps where you think about what is the next thing that you're going to make. I always like starting a new project because you've just got a clean slate. When you're in the middle of the project, you've got so much invested 
in it and so much that like you can't change because you've already done it. I mean, to an extent, you can rework this part of the project or that part of the project, and, and you do. But once you've really put something down to paper, so to speak, it's hard to go back there and change it. Really, you've already got the idea solidified, so you're just uh, creating more. But I love the early stages of projects where nothing's solidified. You can do whatever you want. Um, I think that's a really cool place to be in a project. So anyway, like I was saying, I just like this like early stages of any pros project where you get the uh, clean slate and the fresh start to start something. It's it's just that like when you've got that clean state, you, clean slate, you can make anything. And as you start actually making things, obviously that's moving towards your goal, but you are necessarily getting rid of different possibilities that you can make once you've made a thing that means you're committed to making that thing rather than another thing so uh, those early stages of any process are kind of my favorite stages of the process because i know that i can make anything i can do whatever i want and just yeah those early stages are a lot of fun uh so i guess i'm saying this because spring is again normally the time that you start projects but if you're in a place where you can start a project maybe because you've got more time at home or whatever this really is a great time to start a project and this like being at home and not being able to go out is kind of a nice excuse to start a project again assuming like hopefully everything else is normal like job and everything i know a lot of people have been financially impacted by staying at home and that's unfortunate but if you're like teleworking or something it's nice that there can be a place to or, or a reason to start a new project i feel like I, I see a bunch of people starting new projects all the time just recently i see a bunch of people starting new projects i really like that i like the idea of starting something new and you know making something that you maybe normally wouldn't make Again, it's so easy to get stuck in your like day-to-day -day life that you don't think to do something new that you've never done before. So, uh, yeah, if anybody's out there and they have time for a project, projects are great. I love projects. I just happen to be starting a new one right now, so that's probably why I'm talking about this. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping up because I don't think I have anything else useful to say. Um, Burkana is a cool rune. I really like it. I like the idea of nature. I like the idea of birth. I like the idea of fresh starts. All of those things are important. And I guess um, what I'd suggest to people is just like spend some time thinking about how nature affects you on a daily basis. Because I, I really don't think we give nature the credit that it deserves, but it really does affect us. And it, I mean, it created us, nature did. So that. That's important to take a moment to remember that we were created by this like larger process that now we're a part of. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, thank you everybody for listening and I'll talk to you next month. Um, quick wrap up. Remember, my website is hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. You can find the RSS there. You can email me at hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to email them to me. Otherwise, I will see you next month. Fra hell.